Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. Let's get at it here. It's the Sports Animals time now on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, today, down uh, this morning, down at the Sheraton Waikiki, it was uh, we've been talking about NILs, but today it was NLI Day. <laughs> yeah, National Letter of Intent Day, the early signing period. And as usual, they have a lot of athletes down there at Waikiki uh, signing their letters of intent for so many different, all well, the fall sports, I guess. And always a great time of the year for these high school athletes, soon to be college athletes. Well, there's baseball and softball and beach volleyball, uh, soccer, going down the list here, golf uh, signings, track and field, not just the uh, fall sports. In fact, I, don't, uh, it's, I guess football might have another day. Well, football does have that early signing period in December, those three days, uh-huh. that, I think the 19th or 21st. It's interesting that baseball is being conducted now, but you know, basketball isn't. But I thought basketball might be at this time of the year, but you can do it, I well, guess, after the season as well. How how many kids from Hawaii play college basketball? Well, but if they – Three I, a year somewhere? Well, there's some. There's some. There's some. You know what I'm getting at? I'm not yeah. saying we're bad. We're just small. I mean, how many go on to play even Division II um, college basketball from the state? Not a lot. So I, th- I thought you right. were listing the sports that are eligible to announce it. You're saying you're listing the sports that are actually going to be signed today, I guess. The ones that have been signed this okay. morning. Okay. All right. Mm, anyway, let's see who the traders are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right off we'll, the top, yeah. We'll get into that. Uh, well, God, that's teasing. We'll get into that uh, coming up here. Uh, the Rainbow Wahine play number 15, Stanford, today. Catch that at Pac12.com uh, and check out the Stanford live stream there to see the Rainbow Wahine shock the world. Hey, it's ball night. Uh, you know, you think about their last game. I know you brought it up. The last game they played was against LSU, national champion. They got upset the other day at home. Now, it's the number 20 Colorado. Upsets happen. I'm not going to say there will be an upset, but I still am glad about this uh, that this team gets to start their season already. It's been a great ride with Laura Beeman as the coach. Back-to-back Big West champions to go to the NCAAs, and a lot of returnees back. I'm just really excited that their season is starting, and they do have Santa Clara coming up on Saturday, but tonight it will be tough. Yeah, we talk about the guards and the toughness yesterday with uh, Lily Wahine Kapu and Deja, not yeah, Deja does, Phillips with yeah. Deja. But you know what, Imani Perez—that's the one to keep your eye on. She was the she was the hot one coming down the stretch last year. I'm excited to see 
the progress of Imani uh, Imani Perez. Did I get that? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, she had a great season and got stronger and stronger. As you said down the stretch. I mean, you, you got Ashley Tom's coming back. Uh, Kelsey Imai. There's a lot of returning players that have NCAA experience now. Uh, right. They have some new players that I'm looking forward to seeing. Brooklyn Rewers is the one we talked about yesterday. The six four center. But this team is still loaded. They got a lot. I got a lot of experience coming back to a really good team. Yeah, and actually they have a lot of size. There's a, there's a couple of six threes on there. And don't forget Melani McThree. <laughs> All right, uh, New City Nissan HHSAA State Championship tournaments continue. Last night it was the D two side, and uh, we got some scores here. Uh, Want to uh, recognize uh, Damien beat Kau. Uh, that score was three to one uh, with the Lady Monarchs um, winning there. Remember yesterday we had all, it was all uh, sweeps, but uh, Cody Wengler, uh, one of the sisters on the team, 13 slam downs. Kalia Kalama Bajet, 16 slam downs. Kiana Kieto, C U E T O, 15 slam downs for the Lady Monarchs. Uh, also, HBA beat Kapa'a, uh, swept them three to nothing. Um, University beat Konawina three nothing, and Maui Prep in five over Waipahu it was three to two. Maui Prep, so one of the only uh, Big Island schools doing well yesterday. Yeah, it's good to see that. Well, Maui Prep, I guess, is on Maui. Uh, what did I say? Big Island schools. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, and, again, it really gets down to where you get to the best teams in the state on both D1 and D2. And there's some great volleyball talent spread around the state, as we've said. Uh, we've got doubleheaders every afternoon now on CBS 1500 for this tournament. And it's just going to get better and better as the tournament champion will be announced in just a couple of days. I'm looking forward to this. All right. Uh, let's see. Former Amelia, you probably saw this afternoon, uh, came out in the Honolulu Star Advertiser. Maybe you saw it on the news last night. The former Mililani athletic director uh, stole almost half a million dollars, and he got probation. That you know, the, the state was looking for ten years. That's a big difference. And I thought he got off rather easily. And you know, I don't wish anybody ill will, but he caused a lot of ill will. Uh, he is expected to break, pay full restitution of over four hundred thousand dollars. Well, they said he paid it. They said and, he paid it. Yeah, that's interesting that he would have that much. But we got okay that he did that. He admitted his guilt. That's great. And I, again, I, I don't know every detail, but when I saw probation, that was a little surprising after what he did. Well, he got probation, and he has to pay a hundred. Here's the here's the screwy part. You can uh, text in or call at eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. Zephyr Insurance text line is open for you. And uh, by the way, excuse me before we get into this, Rick Barnes, the Tennessee head basketball coach, is going to be joining the show. Scheduled to be in about twelve minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. Of course, Tennessee, one of the top teams in the country, coming to the Maui Invitational. But. Um, Okay, so here's a guy, uh, is 406000 he stole. He was ordered to pay it back. I guess after the, at, at the end of the trial, he presented them with a check. Okay, here's a check for $406,000, paid the money back. Now, he's fined $155,000, and the, the screwy part that a lot of people are questioning is he's ordered to pay $100 a month to pay the fine. So at $100 a month, he won't live long enough to pay that off. I don't understand, and I'm not complaining because I just don't understand, what the judge was thinking at this time. Now, he went into this denying everything. Uh, I didn't steal. 
I didn't do any of this. It was I'm totally not guilty. And now he's like, yeah, oh, sorry. Also, what about his kids? His kids were involved in this as well. What's going on with them? I mean, I guess they're going to be tried at a later date, or is this done? This is just really, really interesting. I mean, here's a guy, and I I was looking at the – I love reading some of the comments in the Honolulu Star advertiser that the readers have. If he stole $1,000 from a liquor store, he'd be doing prison time. Yet he stole almost half a million dollars from innocent people in the booster club, and he pays $100 a month for the rest of whatever. That's crazy. I don't understand. You might as well have fined him a million dollars, punished him a million dollars, because, again, whether it's 150000 a million, 50000 at $100 a month, like you said, and that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that dollar amount, uh, he's not going to pay it all off. And why is it? It just seems very lenient. Again, getting off on probation seemed a little lenient, to say the least. And then the fine, the, the monthly p- payments doesn't seem like that's really that tough. I, I, maybe if he's not working, he can't afford more. It still just sounds no, like there should be more to the story than look, what we see. he's been a longtime teacher with a big state DOE pension. It's uh, Social Security. He's doing fine. He's doing fine. Give me a break. <laughs> I, again, I'm not defending him under any circumstances. I just thought he got off pretty easily overall. Oh, oh I think everybody did. Yeah. But I, I'd love the judge to, to explain, and I, and I think there was a – I was in the uh, – article in the Honolulu Star ad, uh, advertiser yesterday, and I don't remember. The uh, the judge says, um, and the judge's name was Catherine Ramigio, uh, 76-year-old uh, Nita. Uh, you got to pay fines totaling $155. Now, since he is retired, she set the terms at $100 a month. I'm just reading. So the judge says, first and foremost, the facts of the case are particularly egregious egregious good morning egregious you know it's all the trust that people put in him for years and this is a guy who quote unquote used this money as his own personal piggy bank so he's going to you know he's withdrawing money on his trips to las vegas he's paying his credit card bills he's using this money and his family as income it's crazy. Now, the prosecutor, Steve Alm, as you mentioned, said that we, they asked him, hey, how do you feel about this sentence? says, we asked him if he had sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, you know, he stole from the very children he was supposed to be nurturing in the classroom and on ball fields. This is a serious crime with hundreds, if not thousands of victims. Now, Mr. Nita and his family might be thinking to themselves and that, hey, you know what, hey, I paid it back, what, 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 I paid it back. I wonder if he stole more than we actually know. <laughs> if he, you know what I mean? That I mean, he's, remember, he came out and said, I didn't do this. This this is, I'm, I'm not guilty. Right. You're barking up the wrong tree. And then as soon as they start tracking everything in his bank accounts, he's going, oh, 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 I'm old. It, it doesn't work old. that way where you just take I'm that retired. much money 
and get to pay just $100 a month, really, as your punishment. Uh, it doesn't work that way. And I, I was curious about the Well, I guess the it does. Members. I guess yeah. in, today's, in Hawaii, that's how it goes. You brought up a really interesting point earlier. What you said one of the Would it be like were, this if this was in California? Would it I be like if, if this was in Texas? I would hope not. I would hope it's not the case in Hawaii that it would be like this. <laughs> and like you brought up a good point as far as one of the list, uh, commenters of the star advertisers saying if you robbed a liquor store, you'd go to jail. Seems like these crimes are – this crime is deserving of more severe punishment. And sometimes you'll see people get punished severely. Maybe they can't afford a good lawyer. I don't know what the reason is. But it doesn't seem consistent with the crime. The penalty doesn't fit the crime sometimes, where some people get off rather easily and some people pay a stiff fine or punishment for something. And maybe, it, again, the legal system and the lawyers you get. But this case really was surprising. I wish there would be more information, like you said, from the judge and uh, other lawyers maybe to, to, to describe to us why this is the sanction. This well, is you can't blame the lawyers. Why are you blaming the lawyers? It didn't have anything to do with this. It was no, the no, judge. Uh, well, yeah, the judge. But I, but obviously his lawyer and his lawyer said basically he admitted guilt and everything. So it's making it sound like every, all's good. Everything's fine now. That's what I just said. Yeah, I, that, I, that, yeah. That, that doesn't cut it to me. It doesn't cut yeah. it to me. All right, let's go to the Zephyr Insurance text line. Did Chris just say that DOE retirees get big fat pensions? Not defending the guy, $100 a month is a joke, but I don't think retired teachers receive big pensions. You know what? For the amount of time that he was working and put into his pension and the amount that he was making, um, I believe he was more than a, a teacher as well. So that's what I was uh, talking about. What I'm getting at is he makes more where he can afford more than $100 a month. Good thing. Uh, let's see. Here's the next text from the 619. It just came in. Mililani is the school that suffers. Along with the students, the staff, the facilities, what type of example does he set for students? No integrity, SMH. Now, remember, this isn't from the school. This is from the Booster Club, uh, oh, which okay. is related. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for this one. He definitely stole way more. By the way, what happens to the money he paid back to the school? Hopefully they, tra hopefully they are transparent. Again, it's the Booster Club. Da-da-da-da. Uh, Says uh, somebody else texted in that, you know, we're talking about the amount of the fine, and it says they'll take the assets when he dies. Says the daughter is still the head coach of girls' softball at Mililani. That's got to be hard. No, I don't think that it's, the daughter is the head coach of softball. I thought Rose Antonio was the head coach of softball. Hmm, somebody let me know what's going on there. Uh, here's the next text, and then uh, we'll get ready for uh, Coach Barnes coming up next. If you steal from school, kids, or the elderly, you should get the full punishment, including reimbursement, including if your family was involved in all of that. There's proof. There is proof. Uh, ta -ta. Oh, somebody said, oh, wow, here's somebody that was actually uh, knows it uh, cl close. Is, uh, we had to drive our kids to athletic events and had no new uniforms due to budget issues. Wow. Wow. Remember the the the, the, the helmets and uh, uh, the biggest contributor to Mililani for uniforms has been been uh, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, right. Because the guy stole all their money. It's 16 minutes after the hour here with the animals. This is ESPN. <laughs> Honolulu. Excuse me. Well, gosh, I still have this thing from the Mililani thing is messing me up. Oh, excuse me about that. Um, Want to let you know you can catch the NFL and UH football at 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar right there at Leeward Bowl in the Pearl City Shopping Center. 
Check out every single NFL game going on, including Monday and Thursday night football. They got awesome menu specials. They got the new video wall. That's 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar, the place for UH College and NFL football. Last night I dreamt I was returning. Gary Dickman and Chris Hart, the sports animals, on this Wednesday morning. We've got a lot of great sports to talk about, including the Maui Invitational, which we know will be here on Oahu starting on November 20th. Joining us now, the head coach of one of the top teams, number nine in the country, the Tennessee Volunteers, and their coach, Rick Barnes, joined the show. Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. We're happy to have you. Well, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, you guys got a start to the season the other night beating Tennessee Tech 80-42. to 42. I imagine that felt good to get one game under your belt. You have a couple of more big ones before you come to uh, Oahu in a few weeks. Talk about opening night. Well, I thought we our guys played well. I was really impressed with some of our young guys. They hadn't uh, shown us yet that they could really sustain an effort over a long period of time. And because we were able to get up in the game and get – those guys, some extended minutes, they did a good job. And and as you mentioned, now we're getting ready to go to Wisconsin. We'll leave tomorrow to go up there and play Friday. And they return about 90% of their production from a year ago, so it's going to be a real challenge for us. It's going to be a challenge, of course, with that game. And, of course, the Maui Invitational has had has an unbelievable field once again. Five of the top 11 teams in the country. Your team is number nine right now. Talk about the experience of coming here to such a prestigious tournament this year on Oahu instead of Maui, unfortunately. But it does give an opportunity for more fans to travel as well. Well, we're obviously excited. And when you think about that tournament right now, on paper at the beginning, of that tournament, I'm not sure there's ever been one as loaded as this with ranked teams. And the fact of the matter is, you could be a really good basketball team, you could be a top 20 basketball team, and come out of there with two losses. And uh, it, it's going to be great for everybody, obviously. And it's a great field, and a lot of respect for all the teams there. And we're looking forward to getting there. I know our players are excited about it, and, and uh, obviously we're saddened about what happened there in Maui. But we were able to do an exhibition game with with Michigan State where the funds, some of the funds from that game were able to go to help with the Maui fund there. and But um, we are looking forward to coming to Hawaii. I'm interested in what your approach will be against Syracuse. I know it's a few games away, but the interesting thing about Syracuse is that Jim Beheim is not the head coach, and they were so famous for their 2-3 zone. Do you know if they're going to continue that? Or when you, as you approach that game, is it going to be a little bit different knowing that they have a different head coach, even though Adrian Autry has been in that system for a while? Well, I think it will be different because uh, I've heard him speak about that you know he wanted to play a little bit different. Uh, obviously, I think he spoke about playing man to man, but I haven't looked at them yet. Obviously, you know we're getting we go one game at a time here. But Adrian's been around a long time. You know he was a big part of that program the last couple of years recruiting the players, and I know that somewhere along the line he and Jim probably talked about when Jim would step away from it, but. Uh, it's his program now, and uh, I would expect to be some changes. What they might be, I'm not sure yet. We're talking about the Maui Invitational and Tennessee head coach, and I think it's fair to say soon-to-be Hall of Fame head coach Rick Barnes joins us now on ESPN Honolulu. I want to uh, talk about some of your players that our listeners can look forward to seeing coming up in a couple of weeks. Two of them preseason first-team All-SEC selection, Santiago Viscovi and Zakai Ziegler. Well, we're excited. Both of those guys obviously have played a lot of minutes, a lot of big games for us. And as you know, Zakai went down last year towards ACL, but uh, played the other night. We limited limited him to 14 minutes, uh, 14 to 16 minutes, and we're hoping by the time we get there, he'll 
won't be under that restriction. Santi had just gotten back. His uh, grandmother had passed away, so he had to get back to Uruguay, and uh, he played the other night. And he'll he'll get it all back. We're, we're, those two guys we don't worry about. We are excited about the new guys that we've added to our program. And it's just a matter now putting it all together and getting everybody to mesh. And hopefully before we get to now, we, we, we're somewhere there close to where we need to be. I'm kind of curious about this, Coach. Uh, I was in New York when you guys played in the Sweet 16 in March against Florida Atlantic. I was at that game, and I know I thought you guys had the game Florida Atlantic as we saw made a Final Four run and had a really good second half in that game. Do you take anything away from that game that might help your team this year? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we would take from, you know, we uh, it was a tough matchup because when we had lost Zakai, uh, when he went down late February, you know, we really kind of sort of had to remake ourselves, and I was really proud of the fact our guys did that and got us to the Sweet 16. But when you look at it and you go back and evaluate the film, we weren't as disciplined enough on the defensive end, and it gets down to details. And I think our older guys would tell you they, they know how hard it is to win in March, and if you're not taking care of the details, you won't advance at some point in time. And uh, so we're trying to get ourselves back there, get in the tournament, hope to make a run at it. I know, you, as you said earlier, Coach, you're not looking too far ahead. You have Wisconsin coming up in a couple of days, and I mentioned the Syracuse first-round opponent uh, here in Oahu in the Maui Invitational. The other tough teams are obviously Purdue and Gonzaga. You'll play one of those in the second round, but playing three games in three days. I've heard coaches over the years say they look forward to that aspect of it because it gets them ready for conference tournament play come March as well. Well, you could you could draw that parallel obviously because you, you don't have the same prep for everything, and and so it gets down for us. It's pretty much personnel driven how we're going to play, and and we try to do a lot of things in our practices to get us ready for different styles of play. Like for instance, I think the fact we played Michigan State, and and now we're getting ready to play Wisconsin. We're going to get a little bit of flavor of what it would be like playing against Purdue, uh, even though uh, you know you talk about the big fellow there, Edie. I mean, he's he's a different kind of person <laughs> to deal with, but. Uh, you know, we, we we just got to be ready, and I think it's great that, uh, you know, I rely on our coaching staff to do their job, and they always have. I've got a great coaching staff with our scouts that we simplified, and, and the big thing there is the turnaround, you know, how quickly, and, and we hope this year with our depth that we can not play guys so much, but the bottom line is you got to win one game to get, get to the next one, and so sometimes you end up playing guys more minutes in the game, knowing that you're going to be there for three games, and so we need everybody to be ready. I'm sure basketball fans are aware, but for some who aren't, you've coached at George Mason, Providence, Clemson, Texas. You coached Kevin Durant in his one year at Texas, and now at Tennessee. How has college basketball changed? And I guess the obvious answer is the NILs and the transfer portal. How have you adjusted and met those challenges the way college basketball is conducted these days? Well, you're right. It has changed. It's changed a lot from my time. And it, you know, it went from not having a three-point shot to having a three-point shot, and they moved that line back a couple different times went with no shot clock to having shot clocks and and now the nil and uh probably has changed the game probably uh, has affected the game more than any one rule that we've we've been there and the transfer portal being what it is today uh those are two major rules that uh they affect everybody in some way or another but the fact is i think there's lots of change on the basketball court too it seems like there's a lot more teams playing with a spread-type uh, offense, trying to open it up. And you don't see as much, um, you know, inside power basketball, even though you, you're going to see it with Purdue. We'll see some this weekend at Wisconsin. We still like to do it, to be quite frank. And But uh, the game is a 
I think basketball-wise, there's more parity than has ever been because of the NIL and the transfer portal. I also am curious on your thoughts on realignment. The SEC next year will get both Texas and Oklahoma. To me, the conference is maybe too big. Your thoughts on that? Well, the, it's big, and, <laughs> and we all wonder where that's going to stop. And, you know, the thing, you look at the SEC now, we've got the most compact footprint, whereas now you look at the ACC, the Big Ten, they, they cover coast to coast. A lot of TVs there in between, uh, but I think what what will come with us right now will even the other leagues with the California teams coming this way. Do we stay at uh, eighteen games? Go to twenty? Will they go to twenty two? And because I think some way somewhere along the line, if we don't get to twenty games, and the Big Ten and the ACC are playing twenty games, and I think the Big East is playing twenty games too, we I think we'll have to get there and. Uh, I certainly think that athletic directors want to see that happen. And so uh, that's going to be a major change. I mean, 20 conference games. The question will be now, how much is it going to take away from those intersectional games? Can we still get those games into it? What I'm hoping is that the NCAA allows us to play three exhibition games and and, uh, let us continue to play intersectional games that way. And I think it's also good that – the players, we practice for a long time. They'd rather get out there and start playing earlier than we, we really get to start. And um, I also think it's good for officials to get some exhibition games under their belt before they before we come to a tournament like Maui because that's going to be high-level intensity three days in a row, and uh, that's, that's tough on the officials too. Yeah, I'm sure it is. We, we've had teams come for the Diamond Head Classic, the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic Christmas week, and they usually stay a week and do other things while they're here in Oahu. Is your team, are you planning on doing anything like Pearl Harbor or anything else, or is it strictly business? Yeah, I, I do hope we get to go to Pearl Harbor, and we when we do give the guys a chance to get out and do that. We want them to have a good time there. With That's part of the education system, I think, that where they get out and see some things and We'll talk about it before we get there, and then. But we have to get back because uh, the following Wednesday we go play at North Carolina in the SEC ACC Challenge. <laughs> wow, it doesn't get any easier, that's for sure. After yeah. that game, well, we are looking forward to November twentieth. Can't get here soon enough. Again, your opening opponent will be Syracuse, a great field. Uh, five of the top eleven teams in the country, and your team at number nine is going to be fun to watch. Coach, thanks again for joining us. Have a safe trip out here. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, thanks for having me. Take care. All right, thank you so much. That is Tennessee head coach Rick Barnes. I do think he will be a Hall of Famer soon. He's got 780 career wins, pretty high up on that list, especially with active coaches. As he joins us on ESPN Honolulu, tickets are available now for the Maui Invitational. A rare opportunity to see all this talent here on Oahu. Do not miss it. Where do you get your tickets? E-ticket Hawaii, MauiInvitational.org. MauiInvitational.com. I got it open. I was just testing you. Now, you can get all tournament tickets. You can get the all-day tickets. And last week, per session, tickets went on sale. So you might say, hey, you know what? I just want to go to the finals. Well, get your tickets at MauiInvitational.com. So coming up, it's uh, the 20th, you said it starts, right? Yes. Okay, so Tennessee and Syracuse face off in uh, in uh, followed by Purdue and Gonzaga. That's session one, so that'll be like a morning session, yes, right? Yes, yes. So just for folks that don't know, you're like, well, I can go in the afternoon. Well, in the afternoon, you can catch Kansas and Chaminade, and Ukla against Marquette. <laughs> Jay Billis yesterday had three sleepers to go to maybe the Final Four. One of them was Marquette. Right on. We are due to Marquette. <laughs> it's 732. We're the sports animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. Coming up, uh, it was a big morning for uh, about 60 student-athletes 
at the Sheraton, National Letter of Intent Day. Lots of scholarships were signed. Uh, we'll get into that coming up next. Also, keep listening before 8 o'clock. We'll be giving away a pair of tickets to see Rainbow Warrior Football Military Day coming up Saturday against Air Force. And speaking of UH football, you can catch UH football at Dixie Grill Barbecue and Crab Shack. Enjoy the game. The volume's turned up. You can actually hear it. Heineken's just 5 bucks uh, for the morning road games. They're open early, so don't worry about that. That's your home for football and southern hospitality. Dixie Grill Barbecue and Crab Shack. Go Bows! Seems I made a mistake on the radio. Uh, hopefully we can. Uh, I want. I want. I want. I want Tanner to grab the audio and play that back. Uh, if we can grab that, hopefully in a few minutes here. If not, I'll explain what happened. But um, uh, we'll do that in just a couple of seconds. Keep listening. We've got Rainbow Warrior football tickets to give away. We're the sports animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. It was National Letter of Intent, Hawaii State National Letter of Intent Signing Day, Class of 2024 today. At the Sheraton Princess Kaiolani, uh, it was this morning at uh, like 6 o'clock in the morning. 60 student-athletes uh, were down there signing. And uh, say congratulations to lots of them. Uh, ones who signed and committed to the University of Hawaii, we have Jada Absidi, uh, is signed for play UH softball. Bob Coolen got somebody out of Campbell High School there. Uh, also, Amuksang, Lao, excuse me, Laulea Amuksang from Punahou School signed with UH to play soccer. Way to go, Coach Bud. Uh, Moanalua High School's uh, Mia Hiroshima. Hey, hey. All right, there you go. That's our friend Toby Hiroshima's daughter, Gary. Okay. Remember? Yeah. From Express Sports. Yes. Toby's yes, daughter. Way to go, Mia Hiroshima. She is going to play golf at the University of Hawaii. That's an up-and-coming program. Sure. Choo-hoo. Oh, I'm so happy to see that. Way to go. That's my close personal friend. <laughs> We're going to get her on the air. I hope you're listening, Toby. Let's get let's get me on the air. She's a big celebrity now. Congratulations. Not, nothing like, uh, you know, a parent looking at that going, yeah, free college education. <laughs> First thoughts, right? Oh, Exactly. Uh, from Mililani High School, Sunny Kahanu uh, signed with the University of Hawaii to play softball. So we got a Mililani and Campbell player uh, for uh, Bob Coolin. Uh, another, uh, excuse me, another Mililani player, Kobe Kochi, playing softball at the University of Hawaii. Bob Coolin getting he'll, out there, hitting the recruiting trail. He'll be on our show tomorrow. We can talk about those players now. Excellent. Tui Muti from Punahou School, going to play football at the University of Hawaii. Are you familiar with that person, Tanner Hayworth? Yes, I think he played a lot of interior offensive line the last couple of years, but played left tackle all year this year for Punahou. So you get right to on. see him uh, coming up against Kahuku. Okay, hey, there you go. Uh, uh, also signing with UH Manoa from Kapolei High School, Molina Purcell Telefoni, uh, the volleyball player from Kapolei. 
so that's a good one. I remember seeing her. Um, from Coppole, a couple of more softball players, Nina Taylor and Kayara Tuiloma. Wow, they got all the West Siders. Coolin's got all the West Siders. As Lori Sanchi would say, Coolin has all the West, <laughs> right? Coppole, Campbell, and- Mililani. Yeah. Woo-hoo! I love me some UH softball. Uh, congratulations to uh, uh, Tanea Lee. I know I said that wrong. Simanu from Mililani High School. She signed with Chaminade to play softball. Congratulations to uh, all the kids who did sign this morning. By the way, it was, uh, I don't know if it's just a bunch of Punahou kids that signed early or what's going on. Because, like, you got Pearl City has three kids. Mililani has eight kids that signed today. Um, Midpack had four. Kamehameha, one. Punahou, 21. 21 kids. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking 21 kids with free education, and they don't even need the free the free part. <laughs> what are the thoughts? Oh, stop it. Don't, don't be knocking Punahou school. Stop it. Let, let, let's do that. I guess. I hey, you know what? A lot of people are on financial aid, so cut that thought out, because I know that's what people were thinking. <laughs> oh, start the angry text now. I hope a lot of the athletes you just mentioned will, maybe in a year or two, be on the Star Advertiser Hawaii Grown Notebook that they put out every Wednesday with all the former Hawaii high schools and what they're doing in college and so many different sports all around the entire country. Hopefully their names will be there soon, too. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Congratulations to all the student-athletes. And uh, all the people, man, this started, this has become so big, something that Doris Sullivan started yes. years ago. Uh, before it was PIIA, what was it called? The Pacific Island Athletic Alliance. Associ- Alliance, right? But before that, it was even called something else. Ooh, wow, I don't remember that. I think we were, we were the ones running it. Our company was running it. And then Doris went on on her own. I can't remember what it was called. But uh, anyway... Darnell Arsenal, if you're listening, what was it called? You worked there. And it's at Wailua right now. Wailua right now. These these athletes should get the day off from school, I think, though, as well. You get up Plus early, you go to a Yeah, they have to wake up so early. Yeah, give them the day <laughs> off. They deserve it. Come on. All right. It's, uh, okay, so early, uh, we're going to give away those football tickets in just a second. Now, I have to apologize for something, and I don't know what I said, so I told Tanner to go ahead and uh, find the audio and replay this. This is regarding... Uh, uniforms at Mililani High School and Dylan Gabriel. Let's listen back to what I said. Had to drive our kids to athletic events and had no new uniforms due to budget issues. Wow. Wow. Remember the the the, the, the helmets and uh, the biggest contributor to Mililani for uniforms has been been uh, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, right. Because the guy stole all their money. <laughs> Somebody called and it sounded. They said it sounded like Dylan Gabriel stole all their money. I thought I said he, but I might have mumbled. But I meant the other guy. I meant uh, the Glenn, Nita character. Glenn Nita? Yeah, I, I, meant him, I meant him. So if anybody was uh, driving off the road saying, Dylan Gabriel did not steal from the school. No. Thank you, guy. Hey, but you know what? Thank you for listening. Thanks for keeping me honest. Call in anytime and uh, rattle my cage at 808-296-1420. <laughs> it's quarter to 8 o'clock here. Let's give away those tickets. You want to go to Military Day? By the way, if you're in the military, active or retired, tickets 50% off. Half-off tickets, etickethawaii.com. You want to win tickets for free, you be caller number 3 at 808-296-1420 right now. Hey, don't forget, now tonight 
Timmy Chang Show at Ruby Tuesday Moanalua. Tomorrow, the Craig Angeles Show. Oh, there's a lot going on with... Are we still talking about practice fields? Talking I hope the, practice hope the, fields? hope the topic comes up. Well, you know what? Come on down and join us in person. Uh, you can get the Artisan Restaurant. is right there. You can sit there and eat and have a glass of wine. Uh, listen to Kanoa Leahy and um, uh, our athletic director, Craig Angeles. It's t- tomorrow night, 6 o'clock at Velocity Honolulu. Now, people are thinking it's like I'm... You're, you got velocity, and you have the beautiful vehicles around, and the Lamborghinis, and the Ferraris, and the Audis. Audis are nice, and, and stuff like that. You have a uh, the Artisan Restaurant right there. Upstairs, you have the MW Restaurant. There's like a gift shop and barber shop. It's like a little mall within a car mall. It's incredible if you've never been inside Velocity. That's the building right there on the corner of Ward and Kapiolani. It's a, across from the Blaisdell. So anyway, if you're coming, they've got some self-parking uh, that you can uh, pull in off of Kapilani Boulevard. Or what a lot of people do is they just valet park at the MW restaurant and uh, walk downstairs. But it's uh, check it out. It's the Craig Angeles Show, November edition. That's tomorrow. Brought to you by HCAP, the Hawaii Concussion Awareness Management Program, and the JN Group. Be right back with our winner. Ten minutes in front of eight o'clock with the animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. Congratulations, Cisco out in Eva Beach. He's going to the football game on us. Way to go. More tickets for you to win tomorrow morning here on ESPN Honolulu. Um, by the way, the uh, 2023 Sexiest Man Alive will be revealed today. I think I'm it's, out of the running. People mad? Yeah, me too. <laughs> The, uh, Barely. The, the, what's that? Barely out of the running. The uh, So this is the People Magazine one, right? This yeah. is like the 39th annual hottie that they're going to – I don't know when they did it. Now, last year, Chris Evans was the sexiest man alive. The first sexiest man alive was back in 1985. Mel Gibson, sexiest man alive in 1985. Wow. Now, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe who's the sexiest man in Hawaii? You know who I think is the sexiest man in Hawaii? Thinks he's a terribly good-looking man. The the man on the Ocean Paddler TV. What's that guy's name? I think he's a fireman. You know who I'm talking about? He was, I, was coming up in the when Jason Momoa and him were coming up back in the day. If anyone knows his name, text me. I want to give him recognition as a very sexy man. No. I know a lot of the audience is uh, <laughs> uncomfortable with this conversation going on, but. You can't you, you can't deny. I was thinking that Jason guy Momoa is a very sexy, sexy man. Jason Manoa, Manoa, Jason <laughs> Manoa wasn't that a, a, a running back at Penn State? Uh, Tim Manoa, <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa, that's your sexy man. Oh, off the top of my head, I mean, I'm you know Ben Benjamin yeah. is not a bad one. You know, just you know, again, off the top of my head. Yeah, well. Uh, let's see. Oh, Kalei Miller. Thank you very much for the text. Oh, he was on Baywatch as well with the original. Right. Movie. That's what I was yeah, saying with Jason yeah. Momoa. But, right. uh, Tanner, do you have a sexy man in mind that uh, maybe should be up for Hawaii's sexiest man? I don't know. I think it's kind of a hidden gem. And he is taken. But Rob DeMello, he's, he, 
he's he's got some good lines on the on the face, you know. Rob DeMello, sexy man. I don't look at Rob that way. No, I I never have either. And uh, hmm, so sexy. Uh, you know, I'll look at him uh, that much differently now. How about the, the sex- now that he has an admirer? What? <laughs> How about the sexiest sports personality in Hawaii? We'll narrow it down a little. Does Brandy Higa still count? <laughs> I don't think I know she involved. hasn't done it in a while. Yeah. Well, but she also she's not a man. Sexy well, you just said sports personality. Oh, okay, okay. We can have both, male and female. <laughs> Somebody texted in, Kalei Miller is the man you are man-crushing over. Kalei Miller, so the sexiest man in Hawaii, is Phoebe Cates back in the day. That's high standard you're putting out there. You ah, know. he is. He is. It's 7.53 here. We're the sports animals on ESPN Honolulu. Well, good luck. Uh, whoever is, uh, you know, the sexiest man alive. Hey, by the way, I saw something last night. We'll get back to sports in a second. We'll get your top stories we're following. Got to get into Rainbow Wahine basketball for tonight and UH football as well. But uh, they have a I, – I rarely watch Netflix. I don't know why. I, I should. It's like 20 bucks a month now or something. But uh, is that what it is? It keeps going up. It's they not that much, but you. Apple TV just went up like $4 starting next month as well. Apple TV doesn't have anything. I canceled uh, it. I know. I'm ready to as well. It's, it's basically like a hub. You might as well yeah. just have Hulu. Yeah. It's yep. the same thing. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, so on Netflix, they got a documentary called Sly. And you know me. I'm not a big documentary guy. You know, if I get time to watch some TV or watch a screen, I, I'm usually, you know, like, Hey, what, what, what's the next John Cena movie? Yeah, you know what I mean? So I watched this documentary. It's very good. It's about Sylvester Stallone. And, um, and uh, you know, how he was, you know, basically living in, you know, doorways and stuff and abused as a child. And him and his brother Frank Stallone, parents got divorced. Frank went to live with the mom. And then uh, Sylvester went to live with his abusive dad. I mean, it's crazy. It's a it's a really good documentary if you get a chance to watch that. I've read about it, haven't seen it, but the part about him growing up really poor and some of the tough times he had, that part I saw, it made me really more interested just hearing or reading that. Yeah. Is it just one episode for this? Yeah, it's okay. like it's like an hour and a half or something like that. I mean, you got to spend some time with it. It was pretty good. Uh, anyway, uh, Ben Benjamin did text in. Shout out to Ben. Hopefully we see you tonight at the Timmy Chang Show. Says Gary Dickman, sexiest sports personality in Hawaii. Can't argue with that. Well, I'd say, uh, you know, Gary Dickman today or mustache Gary Dickman. <laughs> That's what, I know. see those pictures on my Facebook memories, and I'm like, wow. I, I thought it was good at the time that I had that. Now I'm like, how, why and how did I ever let it last that long? Oh, I think it was okay. And you know why? For I folks that it. don't know, yeah. Gary for many years had a mustache. It was a fine mustache, and uh, you know, one day he lost. It was a Super Bowl bet or something. And he had to shave. The bet was with Davis Rosidis. I thought he was leaving school after his junior year, and he said he was going to come back. And when he came back on day one, I had to shave it, and he did come back. So on day one, day one, I did have to shave it because I lost that bet. I'm going to grow a mustache. I can't. <laughs> I just, you know, I can't, you know, it's... It, you can't grow I, I it can, up there, might as well grow it down there. Can't grow it on the top of my head. I can grow it coming out of my ears. I'm going to have an ear mustache. How about that? Uh, Jason from Kaneohe, thank you. A lot of people are call, uh, texting in, Kaleti Miller, Kaleti Miller, Kaleti Miller. The, um, oh, this is interesting. Here's a text real quick. Thank you, Mike, for listening. Did the animals talk about the appearance of the rubber band man at women's volleyball? I didn't know he was there. 
Allen is his first name. I'm forgetting his last name. Hackbarth? Hackbarth, something like that? Yes, something like that, yeah. And he was there like in the 90s all the time, if not even later than that. But that's when he started that, I remember. And mm. he was kind of uh, he was a lot of like the bozos. He was kind of legendary. Sure. All right. Uh, okay, let's do this. We'll um, take a break, check your traffic, come back with your top stories on ESPN Honolulu. I did not realize this before we get into our top stories. I did not realize this, Gary, that uh, they actually, uh, it was uh, the Associated Press announced the sexiest man alive last night. Well, it's not People Magazine, which is more prestigious. I always remember People well, Magazine. Well, they're, they're, they're announcing People Magazine's most oh, okay. sexiest man. And the winner is Patrick Dempsey. And you might be thinking, Pat- oh, Patrick Dempsey? And I'm like, yeah. He kicked a 63-yard field goal against the Lions <laughs> back in. Remember, he only was it against the Lions? Foot? Yeah, yeah, it was, against, it was the Saints against the Lions. Patrick, Patrick Dempsey is a great field goal kicker. I think he's, if he's not in the Hall of Fame, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but I think his shoe is. So, congratulations, Patrick Dempsey, or Jack Dempsey, I guess too. Well, Jack Dempsey's a boxer. You'll remember. Okay, well, who's the kicker for the New Orleans Saints with the half a foot who kicked that field goal? Patrick Dempsey. He just won the sexiest man alive. But it wasn't Patrick. Tom Dempsey. Tom, Do I need to help you with sports? <laughs> Jack Dempsey. Come on. You ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Uh, Rainbow Wahine playing number 15 Stanford tonight. Check out the game, Pac12.com. Look for the Stanford live stream. Uh, again, they're playing a basketball game with so many returning players. It's just great to see this championship team back in action. Regardless of what the outcome and the score is, I know this team is going to have a really good season. And I like the fact that they schedule some of these teams seemingly every year, top 20, top 10 teams. Wow, Stanford last year was 29-6. and six. How's that? That's a little bit of an off year for them, I imagine, six losses. Really? Yeah. Man, all right. Uh, so anyway, let's go beaming. Bring away a victory. By the way, okay. So that I said, I said uh, tonight. It's actually what time? Our time. Five p.m. Our time. Yeah. Uh, five o'clock our time. Then Saturday, uh, we're gonna go play at Santa Clara. That's a eleven o'clock in the morning one. If you remember, you can catch that on ESPN Plus. And again, the fact, and I know Laura Beeman had told us this several months ago on the show when we were at Growler Hawaii. Uh, that, you know, Stanford likes coming here, and they don't give them money. It's not like men's basketball where teams come, you know, power five, play a mid-major, and they get a big payday for traveling. It's not this case. They don't, they're not coming here to get that payday. They just like coming here. It might help them in recruiting if they need it. But I think it's great that they are able to play home and home because they were here, I believe, last year at Stanford. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a legendary coach. Tara Vanderveer. Oh, yeah. I think she's in the Hall of Fame already, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. She's that's been that... cool. By the way, uh, Coach does not like to be called Laura. She likes to be just called Beeman. <laughs> One name. Just Beeman. <laughs> Beeman and Coolin. The other coaches, they got first names. <laughs> and some only go by the first name, right? Like who? Like Coach Timmy. Coach Robin. I, I, I don't call. Uh, yeah, I call him Coach Timmy. Coach Robin, I don't call her. I that. don't call him Coach Timmy. I just say Timmy Chang. Well, you should address him properly. Well, it's Coach you know, Chang. With the respect. Timmy Coach Chang. Chang, Coach Timmy. But Coach, but I don't, I don't. Just calling him Timmy Chang is a little informal, don't you think? Well, he is a little informal, but I mean, what do you call Aran Gannat? Coach Gannat. Okay. Coach, Coach Aran, Coach Gannat. 
coach. I have never called a coach and say, coach. We had Rick Barnes earlier, a legendary coach from Tennessee basketball. I didn't want to call right. him Right, you don't Rick. call him Rick. You right. to, hey, Rick. <laughs> well, I don't call him Coach Rick. Well, because he's not at your school, right? He, well, I mean, yeah. if, you were, if you were at Tennessee, they might refer to him as Coach Rick, a lovely man who's been around for years going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, where is this going? Let's go. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, it's <laughs> not NIL day. A lot of people, it's soon to be NIL day for a lot of people who signed NLIs this morning out at the Princess Iolani. That's what they wanted the next 60 student-athletes, sorry, 60 student-athletes committed to their colleges. Lots for the University of Hawaii. Looks like Kulin did pretty well. Uh, Getting a lot of players from the west side. Kapolei, Campbell, Mililani High School softball players. Gosh, there's like 16 of them or something. I, I lost count. A lot of them uh, committed to the University of Hawaii. That's great news. Yeah, we'll have Bob Coolen on the show at 820 tomorrow so he can give us his reaction and thoughts about this. But, yeah, I think it's great. And, you know, where I grew up, we had players that would sign, you know, college scholarships. But what I see here in Hawaii year in, year, year in, year out, is so many different sports, so many athletes. I think it's a really high amount for such a small state overall. I love it. I love seeing where these players are going. And, again, in the Star Advertiser, every Wednesday, see where they're playing college sports all around the country in a lot of different sports. It's great. I really love it and enjoy seeing this all right let's uh since uh, we are not college educated tanner hayworth is he there uh, can he can he hear us no oh he's uh, not a, there's a school called embry riddle aeronautical university oh, of course now with the word aeronautical in it it sounds like that's like a super brainiac school yeah and uh so there's a a, a couple of people from punahou one playing golf and one playing soccer shout out to nicole ikeda and anuhea sachi Eli, uh, they're going there. But see, they, you know, I can tell you about uh, Carly Ann Cormack from Punahou, who's going to play soccer at Oregon, right? Um, there's uh, other people going to, you know, big schools, San Diego State, not a big school, but it's familiar, a name, uh, athletic program. There's Jenna Sniffen from Mary Knoll, softball player, going to go play in the Pac-12 at Arizona. Well, not in the Pac-12. Where's Arizona going? Arizona's going to the Big 12, I believe, yes. So she'll be a Big 12 uh, softball player. Uh, Charlie Rose Stevens going to play softball at the University of Utah. And Utah's going to where? They're going to the Big 12, I believe, as well. Arizona, Utah, package deal. Anyway, so there's these these big schools. uh, A lot of folks, Lulu uh, Uluave, the volleyball player from Punahou, is going to play volleyball at BYU, but then there's these really cool schools like, you know, it's all levels, not just these Division One. Right, just somebody right. going to Iowa to do something here. But, like, somebody from Mililani High School, Nina Taylor, uh, softball player, uh, committed to Feather River College. Uh, let's see, it says Quincy in Quincy, California, Feather, Feather River College. What sport? Uh, the, uh, the softball. Oh, softball. Okay. Uh, she's going to play softball. Uh, but a number of people, uh, go, it's like three Punahou kids, three or four Punahou kids going to Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Prescott, Arizona. All different sports. But the um, um, there's, gosh, they're like everywhere. There's a kid from Midpack. i got to find out more about this Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. But uh, anyway, uh, all different levels. And, uh, you know, there's Stanford's in two lanes. 
This is the Lawrence Technology University in Southfield, Michigan. They got Kirsten Chong from IAA High School going to go play softball over there. Anyway, congratulations to all the uh, boys and girls who did sign their national letters of intent today. That segment was not supposed to be that long, but I just find it fascinating. It is. I think it's really special. I mean, just imagine what that must feel like to be at that ceremony and knowing that a school wants you and you're signing. And, you know, a lot of people are hopeful to have that opportunity. These 60 that you mentioned, I know there's going to be more, have that right now before them and ahead of them, and that's great. Right. Yeah, and way to go. And um, the um, one of the big stories, it really came out yesterday afternoon, uh, former Mililani athletic director uh, stole almost half a million dollars said he's not guilty, and then he went to court, and they said, oh, they can check bank records? Uh, maybe I did make a little <laughs> uh, mistake. Maybe I had small kind sticky finger. Uh, but anyway, so he paid back the money. I guess they, they found him guilty, and they put him on probation. He uh, handed him a check, I guess, for $406,000, and, um, and his uh, punishment for stealing all this money from the booster club is that he pays a hundred dollars a month? He's uh, that, here's what you got to do. You you your fine is one hundred fifty five thousand. Since you're retired, and you're seventy six. Just pay a hundred dollars a month. So basically, he got off. The judge, he got off. Yeah, he's p- paying half the month of gas money and four years probation. I wonder where he got the money to pay back because it seemed like he spent a decent amount of it, and that's a good amount of money to come back with to be able to pay them off right away. Well, maybe he had friends that helped him out. Maybe, uh, you know, guys that he brought to Vegas on the Booster Club's dot. Who knows? Maybe he just uh, took more than uh, they realized. Mm, yeah, you wonder. Before some of the money was even logged down. Mm. It would be I surprising. But yeah. it's just a sad story, really sad, that that happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that do this, I mean, every now and then you'll hear about somebody here, and it happens all across the country, of course, where somebody will be embezzling money from where they work or being an accountant in charge of funds. Don't you think you're going to get caught? First of all, if you're getting greedy enough to take that much, you, how can you not get caught? Do you think somebody's going to notice over a period of time that over $400,000 is missing? I know your family controlled a lot of it, but somebody's going to raise a red flag and say, wait a minute, we had all this money over these years, and now we well, don't. Well, who's going to say that? Their family was the treasurer. Right. and every, Somebody involved, knew. whether it was a parent of one of the athletes, they say, wait How a would minute. they know? Because hey, the, here's, the, the books are cooked. Hey, here's how much we got. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, uh, no meeting next month. We'll be in Vegas. Nudge, nudge. Well, obviously, he did raise a red flag at some point. I wonder how that all became unraveled. I don't know. Somebody said, hey, uh, we need new uniforms. It went, oh, we don't have any money. Right. Well, where did it all go? Right. How do you think you're going to get away with it by taking that much? But I don't know. I think it's probably, it, it's, uh, you know what? I, it, I wonder if it's just one of those things where, hey, you know what? Let, hey, let me take 100 bucks. Wow, how easy is that? No one's going to know. If I take $1,000, no one's going to know. Hey, Christmas time. Buy, let's buy some really good gifts this year. No one's going to know. I'll pay it back. We'll stick it in there. And then after a while, you're going to Vegas, and your kids are involved, and everybody else, and it's a big scheme. I I worked with somebody at a previous job years ago, and this person was in charge of a certain account, and they would forge checks with my signature and somebody else's signature. And one of them was for like $3,000 at a jewelry store when it was supposed to be for the business of the establishment. So that raised a red flag right this there. This must have been a long time ago. A jewelry store accepting <laughs> personal checks? Yeah, it was It was probably about 20-something oh years ago. Right around 23, right around 2000 or so. 
Really? Yeah. Are yeah. you writing a check and a jewelry store accepts it? I, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, he and it, you know, first of what all, what was they, this person's name? First and last. Come on. Joe is his first name. That's as far as I'll go. <laughs> you know Where what's funny about it? After he what? got caught and there was a meeting with management, he goes, if I pay the money back, can I still keep my job? <laughs> no, are you kidding me? And it wasn't my decision, but still, I thought that was pretty uh, funny on, under the circumstances. All right. Uh, coming up uh, this hour, no, uh, no, no, Noel Coleman. Noel Coleman. Noel Coleman. UH basketball player is going to join us in about 20 minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. We did get a text. Oh, okay, you know what? It, it, um, I mentioned Kamehameha had one person sign down at the uh, Sheraton today, but we did get a text that said Kamehameha had 23 student-athletes sign this morning on campus. Wow. Oh, hey, Mr. Uh, Mr. Paola, get us those names. <laughs> Uh, Ed Paola, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, the athletic director there, send us the names. Let's give them the, the Kamehameha kids a uh, shout-out. Here's a text at 808-296-1420 on the Zephyr Insurance text line. The um, Earlier, this texter said he definitely stole way more. And then he says, it started from the Mililani Booster Club golf tournament. Oh, you're wondering how he got caught, right? Yeah. So this person is saying uh, it started from the Mililani Booster Club golf tournament. It got canceled due to COVID, and he didn't have the money to refund the participants. Ah. Whoa. Wow. How dramatic is that? Yeah. That's interesting that it came. I mean, it had to be something, I guess, that makes sense, something like that, where, again, it all came unraveled. But I'm glad right. they caught him. And what do you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it to you. Yeah. Six months later, they're all, where's my check? <laughs> uh... <laughs> all right. Uh, coming up here on uh, uh, ESPN Honolulu. Actually, uh, you know what? On C If you're not uh, listening to the uh, Timmy Chang show tonight at 6 o'clock or you're not joining us down at Ruby Tuesday Moana Lua, um, you can uh, check out girls' volleyball action on the radio I don't think this is on TV, or it hasn't been on. Uh, but on CBS 1500, Cardu Uwechi has got the call here. And uh, we have got more uh, New City Nissan HHSAA girls volleyball action. What time does that start? Uh, tonight it will be starting at 5 p.m. Okay. And uh, the doubleheader, obviously, 5 and 7. Same times for tomorrow, starting at 5 p.m. as well. Does it uh, is it listing the games there? Uh, what it said today: Hawaii Prep versus HBA for the five o'clock game today for D two, and then also uh, Maui Prep versus Midpac at seven o'clock for tomorrow. Uh, it's the semifinals are to be announced. Okay, yeah, okay. So today uh, you've got Division One action, you've got Division Two action. So we'll be covering more Division Two uh, today, and then I would imagine tomorrow. Uh, because they got oh no you know what they don't have today in Division One right What's it, the tomorrow today? we'll have D1 today's the, yeah, semifinals today's, today's got the buys yeah right yeah so Kap, uh, Kamehameha is going to play Moanalua today Baldwin will play Kapole these are teams that uh, the next round the, the your top seeds had buys so Kamehameha Hawaii is going to play Roosevelt and Punahou and Mililani will go at it wouldn't it be cool to see Kamehameha Hawaii against Kamehameha Kapalama. 
in the finals. It's happened in other sports before, so and hopefully that'd be a cool matchup. Obviously, tomorrow we're going to have the D two, the D one semis on CBS fifteen hundred starting at five, and then yeah. we're going to have a D two semi on at seven o'clock on here. That's uh, too far ahead 7. to remember. We'll remind you guys okay. tomorrow. But anyway, uh, catch the action starting at five o'clock CBS fifteen hundred uh, right here on ESPN Honolulu, your home for the HHSAA championships. It's 17 minutes after the hour. Uh, we did tell you about uh, the Timmy Chang show happening tonight at Ruby Tuesday. Don't forget the Craig Angeles show happening tomorrow at Velocity Honolulu with Kanoa Leahy and Craig Angeles. Come on down and join us in person. We give away prizes, and, you know, it's a kind of a cool deal there. Uh, so check it out. It's brought to you by H Camp and the JN Group. Good morning. It's 822 with the Sports Animals. Hey, if you want to win $1,000 cash at the end of the season, or, hey, we give away uh, gift certificates, $100 gift certificates weekly uh, to different merchants, you can play Pigskin Picks at ESPNHonolulu.com. Brought to you by M. Dyer Global and Young's Fish Market. Uh, Check it out. Uh, Somebody just texted in. Craig, thank you. Says, Chris, is the Hawaii State signing day list available to view the public yet? I don't know. I got a press release. How do I? I'm sure that they would have something somewhere. You know what? I bet Scoring Live has something on it, right? You would think. I mean, I wonder if our social media has uh, anything. I haven't looked at our Insta lately. They have the the 6'5 volleyball player, um, Finn, who just signed from Arizona. Finn Kearney, yeah. I saw that on ESPN Honolulu on Instagram a few minutes and ago. And what school did that person go to? Uh, it's a high school in Arizona. i got to find it again. No, uh, they're talking about they're, they're, oh. this person's talking about Hawaii NLI Day. Well, it's not, he signed with UH Volleyball. That's the only thing I no, saw no, no, on No, no, no. They're Instagram. talking about the, the high school side. I know. Not not the, okay. But you're asking so about anyway, on social media. No, if our social media has it. So I'm going to go to Scoring Live. Talk to the people while I look this up. I want to help the listeners here. Yeah, and maybe we can get a list on our social media later on, uh, as we said. But it's great that they do get these opportunities. And, again, football, the early signing period, the three-day signing period in December. I don't know if it's the same exact dates. It used to be the 20th, 21st, and 2nd, or 21st to 23rd, right in there. And then, of course, the first Wednesday in February, another signing period. So uh, Hawaii did get a, a, a football commit, at least one that we saw earlier today from Punahou. So they did get something, but there'll be a lot more, I think, in December. And that early signing period has really taken over. When it first happened, it was so different. And I know schools would sign people, but now it seems like you want to get your guy, you got to get him early. Uh, if you wait till February, most of the really good players or your top choices are going to be taken. So that goes for both the school and the player. If you're holding out thinking, I'm going to get more offers, well, a lot of the schools, could you see it more and more every year, it seems like those numbers have increased with how many players sign in December. Because if you again, if you're a unless you're Manti Teo or somebody like that, yeah, right, something like, like that. But those, I'll sign he, when I feel like yeah, it. Yeah, those are the exception to the rule. But there's a lot of people just signing in that early signing period. It makes sense for both the players and the teams. You right, you get that and out of the way. You get it out of the way, and people stop bugging you. Well, that although, 
right? I mean, that's what we've heard is like, oh, now I can finally just relax, turn off my phone. That too. And I, I think you don't want to limit your opportunities because if you wait till February, well, the school you were thinking of, let's say it's Arizona for whatever reason, uh, they might have already signed their guy because they don't want to wait and miss out. So they're going to make sure they get their guy ASAP in December. It's talking about football again and not wait till February. February doesn't have the same... Zap, I don't want to zap not the right, the same uh, hype maybe that it did years ago because of what December I like offered. Zap, zap okay, okay. It doesn't have the same zap. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't see anything at Honolulu Star Advertiser or Scoring Live. Uh, but you know what? I'm sure you will because uh, there was a list of like 60 kids uh, on the uh, NLIs. I mean, I, I, you know what? I guess nowadays it's so different with the, the landscape of college sports because now – before it might be where okay i'm a big time football player i'm a man you think how much money manti Teo could have made with the NIL? <laughs> oh yeah really oh my goodness but Colt say you're, Man- you're you're a manti and you're like uh you know back then you're like okay do i want to go to usc i want to go to usc but you know notre dame would be something different i'd be you know setting my own trail talking about all that kind of stuff making things hard on me you, you wouldn't be thinking that nowadays you'd be like Okay, Notre Dame's offering me three million. USC's offering me, you know, two and a half million, but they're also giving me a Ferrari. So uh, where do I go? I mean, that's kind of what the mindset is nowadays, almost, right? Oh, definitely. You're an NFL free agent when you're in college, and going to college, you take the best offer. Right. Look at Angel Reese. Look at Angel Reese. Hey, I'm not going to play pro. Why would I take a pay cut? Right. You know what? And, And it's also like, you know, do like Dylan Gabriel. Where you're like, okay, everybody, I'm going to go to UCLA. And then all of a sudden, your price ups. So here comes Oklahoma going, oh, wait a minute, before you sign there, before you enroll, can we have a quick conversation? Can I text you a number? I don't know that that's how it happened. But basically, that's it. I mean, that's the, that's the way you negotiate is just put something on Twitter and go, hey, I think I'm going to go to iowa and then all of a sudden uh you know jim harbaugh starts to cheat somehow at michigan and uh offer you you know something that starts continues uh you know for angel reese she was a player on maryland and maryland's usually a top 10 team every year and she goes to lsu i think she's from the maryland area as well and i wouldn't be surprised if that was because of nil money you know, not that Maryland wouldn't have something to offer, but LSU probably with the SEC had more money, and that could have been a reason why she goes to LSU. And as you said, staying at LSU instead of the WNBA because more dollars available. And I don't blame anybody for taking that route. Why not? It's like uh, if you can get a better job, you're going to move companies, you're going to move jobs because it's a lot more money. And from getting basically nothing, I mean, the cost of attendance, remember, that was a big deal. Not nothing, but the NIL money is just ridiculous. If you're getting more money as a college player than you would in the pro level, meaning the WNBA and LSU, I'm not saying there's something wrong with that, but why, why not? That's one of the things I like about the NIL. I think, and I'm pretty sure it has kept players in school longer, instead of the one-and-dones wanting to go to the NBA as fast as they can to get all those all those dollars. Look at a guy like Drew Timmy, Oscar Sheboy, two players of the Zach Eddy from uh, Purdue. They he was nas- the last two national players of the year are Zach back who? in school. Eddy. Zach Eddie, who? Zach Eddy. They are back. They, Thank you. They, Hello. They are sports. back in school and they were players of the year the last two years. That would never have happened years ago before the NIL. 
and now you have the NIL, well, and why not You straight? don't want to say never. I mean, somebody like Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck went, you know, all four years at their schools. It happens. But um, is Zach Eady making a boatload of money, do you know? Do you well, know this is I'm a fact? Sure, I, would, I would think, how could he not? He's in the Big Ten. He's I mean, is he making, player of is he the making, year. Is he making George Nita money? In, come on. <laughs> Glenn. That was the middle of the yeah. yeah, anyway. Glenn, sorry. I believe, is his name. Too, too soon, Glenn? Oh, George, I think, is the auto mechanic. He used to have a radio <laughs> show. Remember him? You probably listen. Like, hey, well, I, I wish I was making that kind of money. But, yeah, these guys are making <laughs> money. Of course, though. you're at a big school like that. You're player of the year, preseason player of the year, national player of the year last year. Yeah, you're getting money. I, I, I can pretty much guarantee that, yeah. Mm, okay. In a conference right. like that, yeah, you're, you're getting t- – I don't know how much – but I think, again, I what think about- that really makes a difference in players staying in school. Now you don't have the need to go to the pro level because you need the money for your family or you just want the money. You're getting pretty good money for some of these guys, not for everybody. But if you're like you know an what? all-American type, yeah. Right. But you know what this is good for? This is good for guys who like Drew Timmy, where the guy will never be an NBA star, right? He's got but is, he's perfect for the college game. You, you'll see guys, you know undersized quarterbacks there's a lot of great ones in college football they just they don't make it in the nfl they don't get drafted high maybe they get a tryout and uh you know that it just it happens that way so here's your chance to make money so brandon akana former uh and kahuku basketball coach wait is brandon akana still coaching at kahuku yes he is is he still the coach yeah okay so anyway his son uh the pandemic hits i believe this is why so his son they go to live with family in utah because in Utah, they're playing football. Remember, David Ige didn't want anyone playing sports for a long time. But anyway, so he goes up to Utah, may, uh, plays quarterback. He's really good. That cat's got a $3 million NIL at Texas. That's not even as a quarterback. You remember, they have a kid named Arch Manning, who was the quarterback of the future. And they still gave this guy, as an athlete, $3 million. Think of Caleb Williams that won the Heisman last year. When's the last time a Heisman winner would, would pass on the NFL draft? Now, it pr- might have happened once, like Peyton Manning. He wasn't eligible. I thought he was eligible. He was three years out of no, high school. Are you positive of I that? Thought I he thought was. he was only a sophomore. Because he played anyway, in Oklahoma. Anyway, look that up. Uh, again, you haven't done well with sports. Well, it doesn't matter if he's a sophomore. Gary. He's three years out of high school, though. No. I believe... So this is Tanner here. Um, Caleb Williams, Hi, I Tanner. believe that was his second year. That was him as a sophomore because he played as a true freshman for Oklahoma, then transferred to USC the next year. But I'm saying, but it has to be three years out of high school. That's only two. But only two years. Only two years out of high. Hey, Zach Eddy, listen up. He's only two years out of high school. But I think that's the difference, though, for basketball and uh, football, though, because no, football, basketball, you can <laughs> leave basketball, you one do year. one and done. But I also raised the question for Zach Eady. Um, he's born Eddie. Zach. He's born in Canada, so I wonder if that affects his NIL deals. Ah, because right. foreign-born players have a lot more issues yeah, when, when trying to get uh, NIL money. What? You mean if I'm from another country, I don't get to uh, have NIL have, money? Have you gotten out much lately? No, yeah, that, I haven't. That, that's a, you know it, me. Yeah. A, it's a prominent issue for a lot of foreign-born students yeah. is that they don't Whoa. get NIL money because they have to have a specific... It's something to do with like visas and like having the proper paperwork, yeah, it's, but it's either very complicated yeah. or not possible. Ask Charlie Wade about that for the volleyball you know players. What? It's not. It's not complicated. You get you you send them to a hotel room. There'll be a suitcase on the bed. 
They're doing it. They just do it old school. Come on. It's 833. Uh, we're going to talk. Uh, what are we talking next? Uh, Noel UH, Coleman, yes. UH basketball. Let's get into that. That's coming up next here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, we certainly hope that everybody is having a nice Kahala day today. What are you talking about, Chris? Well, you can upgrade your island style with Kahala, the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Pick up one for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores island-wide or at Kahala.com. We were young and life was sharp and clear. Can you see me now? Hawaiian eyes. Can you see me lost from paradise? There were so many ways to go, so many things to know. Back with the Sports Animals, this is ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Yes, and we've been talking some basketball. The Rainbow Wahine will start their season today. For the men, they'll start their season next Tuesday, the regular season opener against UH Hilo. Joining now, joining us now, a senior captain, Noel Coleman on the show. Noel, great to have you on the show again. I'm sure you're looking forward to next Tuesday and finally getting that season opener. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting, man. We've, we've been waiting a long time, but um, it's right around the corner right now. We're, we're excited to start. I'm going to go back a little bit because there was talk after last season that maybe you're coming back, maybe you're not coming back. Talk about the mindset mm-hmm. and the decision-making about coming back for your senior season here. Um, Yeah, it was, uh, I was kind of 50-50 at, at first, you know, because um, I was graduating and um, – you know, I kind of wanted to, to get into that next chapter of my life. But at the same time, I just felt like I didn't get to say the goodbye that I wanted to, to, you know, Hawaii and my teammates and everybody. So, um, and it's a hard place to leave. It's a, You know, it's a, a, the culture that we have here, you know, um, so family-oriented. And it was just not right how I was going to leave. So I just didn't want to um, finish like that i remember seeing you at a football game previously and i remember asking you about this upcoming season i remember your statement was this is going to be the year it has to be the year talk about the team coming back and the expectations are that this is a team that could win the big west even though there are some other good teams out there but the mindset getting ready for your senior season and hoping going to the ncaa's again yeah it's 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 you know we've we've been talking a lot about it um but at the end of the day you know, we we have the potential. We have a lot of potential, but at the end of the day, we have to do it. Um, we have to stop, you know, putting words into it and start uh, putting actions in it. Um, but you know, we we have the potential. We we're not there yet. Um, we have a lot of work left, but I think we're on the right track. Noel Coleman joining the Animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. You guys did have the exhibition game against St. Mary's a few weeks ago. I know the score was rather decisive for St. Mary's, and they're a great basketball team. What was your takeaway from that game? Yeah, no, they're a great team. They executed um, everything, um, you know, perfectly. While we 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 didn't really execute anything, um, we just kind of, you know, went through the motion. Um, and that it was a good challenge. It was a good um, game to see where we're at, um, you know, to see what work points we have, what we have to work on, um, you know, what the rotations would be. 
So it was a good uh, learning experience for sure. The last two years, you've been the leading scorer for the University of Hawaii basketball team. And two years ago, an unbelievable season. Then we saw in the middle of, maybe around the middle part of conference play, teams obviously started keying on you. We saw it basically all of last year, double teaming, denying you the ball. How were you able to adjust your game to make sure you can still score, but also help the team in other ways? Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my biggest key um, in, in, you know, how figuring out how it could help the team this year is, you know, moving without the ball, um, you know, being double teamed, being denied. I got to start moving without the ball. Um, last year, I didn't really do that as much because I was still, you know, trying to figure it out and how they were guarding me and stuff like that. But, you know, this year, it, it's going to have, I'm going to have to move without the ball. That's the biggest key for me. How do you show your leadership skills? You and Jovan, I know, are two of the captains on this team. A senior year, you've been around so long. You've got the new player, the lot of returning. How do you see your role evolving as a leader with this team? Yeah, you know, Jovan, we all know he's you know more more of like the vocal leader. Um, everybody knows that I'm not the most vocal person, but my biggest job would probably be have to have to be um, you know leading by example. You know, just trying to do everything right. Um, you know, put it in max effort. Um, just trying to be a, an example for other guys to hopefully follow. Can you mention you're not very vocal? What about opponents? Is there a lot of trash talking, whether it's in the Big West or other games where you see opponents trying to get you get under your skin and take you off your game? Yeah, you know, there are always going to be a couple that try. But, um, you know, I, I don't really fall for it. Uh, I just try to play my game. Um, try to, you know, stay locked in into the uh, basketball game ahead. Um, so, it, you know, they, they try, but it, don't, it, don't, it doesn't really phase me. What do they, wait, what, are the, what do they say? If I'm guarding Noel Coleman, I'm like, okay, I'm going to rattle this guy. I'm going to come out and say what? Most of, most of them just say something basic like, oh, you know, he – you got nothing, or like you can't guard me, or something like that. Oh, that's weak. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It doesn't really phase me. So, <laughs> Noel Coleman joining the Animals. Uh, uh, big game coming up, season starting very soon for the University of Hawaii men's basketball team. And I know Big West play is not going to take place until, I believe, December 30th. And I, I know that's the key to getting to the NCAA tournament. In your opinion, in your mind, Noel, what are the keys for this team to achieve that this year? What has to be done? You know, we have to to figure out our, um, our strengths, and we have to, you know, fix our working points in these next couple of weeks. It's going to be very important. Um, you know, this week of practice is very important for us. You know, we've been hammering on um, our work points. But, um, you know, those next couple of games is really going to decide whether we're going to be capable of going to the March Madness or not. Because um, as of now, you know, we all know we're not there yet. So our biggest thing is can we mature in the next couple of weeks um, to finally go to the uh, March Madness? How do you see the roles of Morissette, Bernardo da Silva, two of the bigs obviously on this team, and mm-hmm. you, you working with them in your conversation to make this team gel as one and to achieve that success? Yeah, no, um, you know, for more, um, you know, we keep telling him, and he knows he has to be the most dominant big in the conference, and he has the potential to. But like I said, it's, it's a matter of 
are we going to mature on time? Um, and for for Bernardo, you know, he can be the best passing big in the league. He should be. Um, but it's, again, a matter of is he, are we going to mature in time? Like, it's all, all a, uh, a thing of becoming more mature, um, becoming more mature mentally, but also just on the court, you know, knowing where we're at, um, knowing what to do, and um, not making those little mistakes. How important yeah, it's kind of like this radio show. We've been out 14 <laughs> years. We've been waiting to mature. Sometimes it just never comes, so I'm just letting you know. We have yeah. off days as well. Talk about the chemistry. How important is that and how significant is that in the team's success? I mean, you and Jovan have played together so long now, third year together. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Bernardo's been here a long time, Morsak now in his second year, but you've got some pieces that have been experienced. And how talk about how important that is and how you guys have developed that chemistry. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, we've, there's a lot of chemistry in this team. Um, you know, we've been fortunate enough to go to Japan together, you know, get to know each other on a more personal level, um, but also play basketball together. And, um, you know, I think the chemistry is there, but, you know, th- it, that's only one aspect of the game. Um, you know, we, we, we know how to play together. We, we just got to be able to, you know, stop making the same mistakes over and over again. And that's where, you know, the maturity comes in. Um, can we mature as a team? But at the end of the day, it's about holding each other accountable. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, we love each other, but can we um, correct each other when we have to? And that, that's going to be our next step. Been an exciting run, of course, in your career. It's sad to see it end, but it's not going to end for a while, and hopefully it'll end in late March with a deep uh, playoff and tournament run. Good luck this season. We can't wait for next Tuesday's opener against UH Hilo. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, thank you. Noel Coleman, senior captain with the University of Hawaii men's basketball team, joining us on ESPN Honolulu. And, yeah, next Tuesday it'll start at the Stan Sheriff Center at Simplify Arena. Right, so uh, Tuesday, November 14th. Then they got another Tuesday game against northern arizona then they hit the road for thanksgiving and uh they'll play on the friday after thanksgiving in the acrisure invitational in Sprong- palm springs is that is palm springs in northern or southern, southern california Central? southern california yes yes i'm not from i mean i've heard of the place of course i think my dad spent some time there uh for a while but anyway uh check it out if you want to get tickets e-ticket hawaii dot com for the rainbow warriors uh coming up shout outs uh for uh chaminade university and more with the sports animals on espn honolulu oh before we do that uh i want to let you know once again you can win our grand prize of a thousand dollars cash playing pigskin picks at espn honolulu.com it's brought to you by m dyer global and young's fish market be right back Hey, congratulations to Chaminade Women's Soccer. You remember they uh, upset uh, number five, Concordia University, Irvine. uh, And now Chaminade uh, has made its debut in the United Soccer Coaches West Region Poll. This is the coaches poll. So they are now the Swords, Lady Swords, number 10 in the Western Region. Because they beat number five Concordia, we told you about, 
And then they also won a game over Point Loma, their current number one ranked team in the region. So, uh, ladies, uh, soccer at Chaminade doing some good stuff. Congratulations. Volleyball as well doing really well. Two good sports there right now. That's great. Yeah, way to go. Way to go. Uh, you know, yesterday we uh, reported on some news about somebody. It doesn't say Callan Spiller, but it says, you know, the newspaper article said, reads, police seek burglary suspect with UH championship rings. They show a photo of the rings, and it says Spiller on the side. Now, Callan is a, uh, one of our newest members of the ESPN Honolulu Ohana here. I, I haven't met her yet. But I wonder if they, they caught the guy. I, I didn't see anything in the paper. I would think that would they would report on that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard stories about it that I, I and I don't know how if it's one hundred percent accurate. But uh, the, they kind of know who it might have been. But oh I, wow, I believe they were some um, alleged tourists that are uh, maybe not here in Oahu anymore. They know who it would have been, like somebody visiting or something. Yeah. Oh, do tell. Well, I don't want to. Wow. Give, I don't want. I don't. I don't know for sure, so I don't want to give too much of what I've heard. But uh, well, go where, to the police. Yeah. Well, they did go to the police, and it wasn't where somebody just robbed the house when nobody was home. It wasn't that kind of a An robbery. Inside job. Yes, that's what I've heard. So. Whoa, that's horrible. Yes. That's like Glenn Nita stuff. Whoa. Yes, but oh, I hope they get. I hope somehow they can trace it or track it and somehow get her rings back or make new rings for her. Uh, yeah, can, if they don't, can you wait do that? Can you go back to whatever that company is that makes the rings? And I've go, hey, heard, can you make one more for yeah, us? I've heard stories. I can't remember if it's college and pro or one or the other where people have lost rings or had rings stolen and there are duplicates made. So I'm not sure if that would be the case here, but hopefully it will. Hopefully one way or the other she'll get her championship rings back. Who makes the rings? Is it is I, it that big uh, that that company Justin's? Right, they make all the like everybody's class rings. Justin's. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how it works for the pro te- uh, for college pro team for college teams oh. and who makes them exactly. But uh, did you get a class ring uh, in no, high I school? I didn't. Did your school have class rings? Yes, they did. I didn't get one either. Because this was like 1980. I think you have to order it in 1981. Graduated in 1982 and a half. And I, th- I think it was like the height of the gold prices or something. So we couldn't afford it. But I, I, I wonder if I could. I'd get Tanner. Do you have a class ring? I did not choose to get one. You didn't choose to get it. <laughs> no. Well, see, his dad was in the radio business, so he's probably in the same boat as my dad, who was a diesel mechanic. I'm just joking. But I, but you can go. I wonder if you can go back now. To this company, Jostens, right? That's the company that makes everyone's rings across mm. the country. If you can go, hey, can I get a whatever? You got that one on file? Would I it would mean think. the same having it now, though? Yeah, sure. To me, it would have been special having one then. I don't remember how many of my classmates had them, but enough of them did. But having it, you know, this many years later wouldn't All the rich people me. I went to school, I was like, I was the, everyone got one. Except Castle. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't the only one. Now I feel bad for you. I'm going to get one. I'm going to call them up. I will report back tomorrow. Hey, uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Rainbow Warrior football uh, today. We'll get into that on tomorrow's show for sure. We did get to avoid the whole practice field gate. Is that over now or is that still a thing? Uh, I don't know. There's nothing, really more to, nothing more to add to it, so hopefully not. But we'll have more UH football talk, obviously, tonight with the Timmy Chank Show at 6 p.m. as well.
Yeah, come on down to Ruby Tuesday. What's the special going to be? Uh, the special tonight. Um, I'm gonna this have month. To, yeah, I'm gonna have to double check on it for November. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll find out once we get down there. But uh, come on down. Uh, the Timmy Chang show is tonight at 6 p.m. And then tomorrow, the Craig Angelus show. Uh, I'll be there with Kanoa Leahy giving away prizes. The Craig Angelus show at Velocity Honolulu, right there on the corner of Kapiolani Boulevard and uh, Ward Avenue. And uh, come on in, enjoy some food there from the restaurant. The Artisan Restaurant is there. MW Restaurant is upstairs. And uh, you can self-park if you pull in uh, right after the, uh, in the in between the Mercedes and the Velocity uh, parking lot. So anyway, see you tomorrow. ESPN Honolulu.